Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Aaron Torres of Fox Sports Radio, as well as the On uh, Aaron Torres podcast, who does a great job covering all things college basketball. So, Aaron, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. How you doing this afternoon? Doing good. I, I can honestly say um, I've been blessed to do a lot of things in a lot of places. I have never been to Des Moines, Iowa, though. That is one that is not on the bu- that is on the bucket list, but it is yet to be checked off. Yeah, you and me both, buddy. So it's going to be a new experience for me. That is for sure. But uh, just sticking with the Razorbacks for right now, at least. Uh, they did not have the greatest showing at times in games this year. They had a 13-point lead against A&M in the SC tournament. They blew that. It, it, they're a tough team to figure out, but now that it's in March, now that it's one and done or, you know, survive in advance, whatever you want to look at, they have to make this a new season. So just what do you think of their matchup against Illinois and also their draw being in that regional? Well, a few things stand out is, um, you know, one, I agree, John. I mean, I try to watch as much as I can, and, and it's it, it's unfortunately been a lot of inconsistency since Nick Smith came back, and I'm not blaming Nick Smith, and I'm not saying the coaching staff shouldn't have played him when he was cleared and wanting to play. Um, but you look at, at, at their whole situation, and, you know, obviously, what are they, two and, you know, three and seven or something like that since Nick Smith came back, so... Uh, it's a weird deal, but on a positive note, one, you kind of have an Illinois team that's been up and down themselves kind of all season. Really a, a very similar team to Arkansas. A lot of new pieces this offseason, um, you know, some portal additions, some high school additions. Some have worked, some haven't, but they've really been up and down. And then I'll say this, is, is knowing that Arkansas was probably going to be somewhere in that 7-10 to 10 range, I'm not saying you ever want to get a number one seed. But Kansas, obviously, you know, God willing, Bill Self is okay. But, you know, there's kind of a little bit of, you know, whatever there. And then, two, John, I would encourage you guys, go look at Bill Self's NCAA tournament history because basically every loss that he's ever had in the tournament, I remember somebody pointing this out to me about three, four years ago, it's on that either second round or in the Elite Eight when there's really no real turnaround time uh, and, and prep time. And obviously one thing, Coach Moss, I, you know, I've talked to him about it. I'm sure you guys have too. I think because of his NBA background, I think he's as good as anybody on short turnarounds. And so Bill Self historically has not been good on short turnarounds. And, again, that's assuming that his health is okay. I certainly hope his health is okay. So I just bring it up to say, you know, listen, I mean, I, I know what the expectations were coming into the season, but this is the hand that you were dealt. And I just think – the hand that you were dealt could have been a lot worse, again, considering knowing that, again, you're somewhere probably between an, uh, a, a 7, 8, 9, 10 seed uh, when the bracket was going to come out last night. Anything you see with Illinois that can present some problems for Arkansas? Now, Arkansas is not the best shooting team. They don't necessarily make their free throws when they get to the line, but what does Illinois do that could present some problems? Well, I think Arkansas has an athleticism advantage. You know, Illinois has got really about – Three wings that are all pretty good. You know, Matt Meyer, who was part of the Baylor National Championship team, he transferred. Terrence Shannon has been around forever. He played at Texas Tech. Um, he play, I guess he would have played two years ago against Arkansas in the NCAA tournament. I hadn't really thought about it till right now. Um, you know, this kid Coleman Hawkins, he's not a great athlete, but he's a pretty skilled big guy. So, you know, the thing about Illinois, their guards have been really inconsistent, right? And, and whenever you pressure the ball the way that Eric Musselman's teams do, I think it creates a lot of uh, discomfort for them. Um, 
and again, I think, you know, the, the playmaking really actually comes from some of their bigger guys. So they're just a team, you know, again, a lot of new pieces, and they, they really, again, are a lot like Arkansas where they're just, they've just been very inconsistent all year. You don't really know what you're going to get from them. And, and I'll be honest, I don't even know that the pieces fit that well. They, they had a bunch of freshman guards. Uh, a few of them hit the portal. Uh, well, one of them hit the portal in the last couple of days. He had been away from the team. So I just think they're another team that's kind of limping to the finish line. And the cool part, Joe, is that obviously this time of year, it's a fresh start for everybody. And one of these two teams is going to be able to build some momentum going into a second weekend, uh, a second round game on Saturday. We'll see if it ends up being the hottest. Well, when you're looking at just the uh, overall big seeds, at least the number one seeds and everything, did, did you feel like there was any sort of problem, any controversy with where guys or where certain teams were seeded or maybe some uh, teams that didn't get into the NCAA tournament and got left out that shouldn't have been? Have you seen any controversy or anything that you felt like was a miss there? Yeah, it was interesting. I was hosting Fox Sports Radio's bracket show yesterday, and we talked about this is – you know, usually there's some real discrepancy. There's there's some teams that have a real, like, bone to pick with the committee. I, I thought because of the way the one line set up, where we came into last year, last week, basically five spots for four teams, UCLA loses, and they lost the key player. So th- th- there was already a possibility UCLA was going to fall because they had an injury. Um, but then they lose in their conference tournament championship game. Um, I, I, I thought those would be the four, and I thought they should be the four. The only thing I would say is, you know, for Kansas to go from – most people thought the number one overall seed to now they're not even going to have the regional in Kansas City. Instead, it's Houston. I found that to be a little bit bizarre. But I would also kind of couch that by saying that was really what I thought was really the only thing – if I had a bone to pick with the committee and it's minor, is just that I, I thought Kansas probably deserved a number one seed a little bit closer to home, especially when you look at Houston's resume with the loss yesterday to Memphis. Uh, the Texas A&M thing I know has been a hot topic of conversation. Uh, love my Aggies fans. I know Razorbacks fans don't, but I don't really see it. You know, the, the, the NCAA tournament um, bracket is based on an entire body of work. They took a loss on a neutral court to Murray State in the out-of-conference. They took a loss to Colorado on an, in the out-of-conference. Uh, they took a loss to Wofford at home. And listen, I think there should be some merit to how you're playing at the end of the year if we're trying to get the 68 best teams, the 30-whatever best at-large teams. But the committee has been told we're looking at the full body of work. Uh, it used to be the last 10 games uh, were weighted heavier. They are not anymore. And so I just don't think there's as much of an argument for Texas A&M as Texas A&M fans want to make. And I was just kind of even piggyback on that by saying, you know, I saw Texas A&M fans saying the committee got it all wrong. Like, did the committee get it wrong or did the bracketologists get it wrong, right? Because, like, the bracketologists, they're just projecting what the committee is going to do, but the committee has its own kind of standards and expectations. And so I just bring it up to say I know the A&M thing has been a hot talking point for a lot of people. I, I just don't feel the sympathy for them. I really don't. If you if you don't want to have that seven seed, don't take literally two terrible losses in the out of conference and three pretty bad losses in the out of conference as well. Aaron, teams in this tournament that you see that have favorable matchups or draws. Oh, good question. Um, you know, I think Alabama is the number one overall seed. I, I, I find it hard, especially with the way they're playing. They've been able to so far block out the noise. 
Um, I think it's pretty advantageous. I'll tell you this, a team that Arkansas fans are familiar with, Oral Roberts is playing Duke in round one. If Duke can survive Oral Roberts, and again, Arkansas fans know Oral Roberts better than anybody in the tournament, uh, I think Duke has a very nice path because, listen, they're going to play a banged-up Tennessee team that we know is not, you know, we know Tennessee isn't the team that, the, the team that built that resume for Tennessee is not the one that's going to take the court, and it's unfortunate because they lost a key player in a game against Arkansas. And so, all of a sudden, you, you look at Duke potentially having a pathway, uh, you know, uh, against the Tennessee team that's banged up, and then a Purdue team that they played earlier this year that they frankly probably should have beaten. Um, you know, I know America, I don't know if America still hates Duke as much as they do, but I'll tell you what, if they're a five seed in the Elite Eight because of a couple nice breaks, I guarantee you America might start hating them again. So they were the one that really, when I saw the bracket, I really said to myself, I said, you know, I, I actually. I think they can go on a little run here. Again, as crazy as it sounds, I, I can see the scenario where that Oral Roberts team, much of the same players, and oh, by the way, we know who's on. You guys know who, who uh, is on Oral Roberts that wasn't on it the last time the Hogs played him, right? You guys know, right? <laughs> yeah, we've heard Connor of him. over. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, listen, if you can survive the, the Great Wall of Vanover, you know, in round one, then we'll see what happens. But. Um, I, I weirdly think, and again, you guys know Oral Roberts, you guys know Tennessee, I weirdly think that matchup for Duke in the opening round is actually probably going to end up being tougher than the one that they would play in the second round against Tennessee. Well, Aaron, real quick before we let you get out of here, have you set your Final Four champions or anything like that, or are you still waiting to do it? Yeah, I'm still waiting. You know, a couple things. I'm trying to figure out Marcus Sasser, what's going on there. Um, by the way, I would say this, too. I think UCLA, even though um, – they're banged up to Joe's last question. I think they have a pretty nice draw as a two seed. Uh, I haven't really set my final four yet, uh, waiting on a few injury things. Um, but, yeah, I, I really can't say, guys. And it's not like I'm trying to be coy or hide it. I just haven't really thought that far ahead yet. Uh, I think the West is obviously very interesting with UConn as a four seed, Kansas as the one, Gonzaga, which always brings a ton of fans to Vegas where the regional would be. Um, you know, listen, I think that East region could be very interesting. Does Arkansas get, you know, not Arkansas, excuse me, does, um, you know, does Kentucky get there? Does Duke get there? All that good stuff. So those are the regions that I have my eye on. But, you know, again, was doing a radio show, then jumped right into a podcast, just kind of reacting to everything. I haven't had time to really sit down and say, these are my official picks. Well, Aaron, we know you're trying to figure out which first four team is going to make it to the final four. <laughs> Mississippi State, that is an interesting one. Um, again, an SEC team that I know you guys are familiar with. Like, you know, I, the pit matchup is really interesting, but Mississippi State, they get Iowa State. They could advance in that game, uh, and then they would play Xavier. I don't know if they match up great with Xavier, but, you know, Mississippi State is very limited in their scoring, as everybody who follows SEC basketball knows. But two actually pretty nice matchups to potentially win two games, Joe. I don't know if I'm going to have them in my final four when it officially goes final, uh, but, th you know, they're a, they're a team that I think could surprise people. Well, Aaron, as always, we appreciate you joining us, man. Enjoy March Madness. I know we'll catch up with you, all right? All right, fellas. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon.